Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast, your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about all topics in the world of lingerie, hosiery, and much more. Enjoy today's episode. I'm Scarlett and welcome to Laundry Lowdown, the podcast. Here today I am doing my second episode for my new series, Scarlett's Secrets, and I have a very special guest with me. So here today to talk about all things kink and fetish related, I have the very lovely Fairy Willow. Hi! So today I wanted to talk a little bit about... um, kinds of kinks, uh, fetishes, uh, a bit of an introduction to the way that me and Willow play together, both on camera and off camera. So, Willow, if you could do me a little introduction, maybe tell us a few of your main kinks or fetishes. Yeah, so um, I am Fairy Willow, uh, and I am a fetish model, as well as a presenter on Lingerie Lowdown, and uh adult performer I guess many strings to this bow um and yeah I have a lot of kinks uh that I'd love to tell you about so (laughs) I think my biggest kink is probably age play which I think we're probably going to get into a little bit more in a minute um I also like doll play and bondage and sadomasochism and hypnosis (laughs) it's a long list I'm sure there are many many more but thank you for giving us uh, a little bit of an overview (laughs) that's the short list (laughs) so something that I find really interesting about um when we play together is that for some of the kinks that we both have we're incredibly aligned and Mm -hmm. for some of them I would say that we are very incompatible massively yeah (laughs) um so to give you a little rundown of some of my main uh kinks and fetishes uh i am very very into uh, spanking rope uh hypnosis doll play sadism and uh disciplinarian style role play just a few of the kinks so as you can already see we have some overlap And some things that may look compatible, but are also, unfortunately, not that compatible. (laughs) There are definitely some things that uh, we think will work that then just absolutely don't work with the two of us. Yeah. So for me, one of the main reasons that um, some of our kinks are incompatible is that things that Willow is really, really, really into, for me, I can find them to be quite triggering. Um, and this is maybe a good place to talk a little bit about kink and triggers and therapy and that kind of thing. I have a lot of feelings on this uh, subject and I could probably go on for a very long time. So I'll try and keep this brief. <laughs> I also have a lot of feelings. So <laughs> so for me, I have done, um, I'm aware that I have CPTSD. Uh, plus a bunch of other um, mental health conditions. And I have done a lot of work in both in and out of therapy on kind of working out what things cause me to feel triggered and what kind of responses those things have 
for me. Now, I know that age play uh, is not something that I feel comfortable doing in a in any kind of kink or sexual way. That is very triggering for me. However, I'm very happy for other people to do it. I completely get why other people might be into it. But for me, it just doesn't feel like a thing that I want to explore. Yeah. Um, I think... I think kink can be a very interesting way to work through some trauma, potentially, but with a huge, huge caveat. <laughs> Massive um, caveat. So I've definitely seen online and spoken to people that almost use kink as a replacement for going to therapy. And That's whilst an I've had seen, for me. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> so I've had scenes with people that I've been very, very close to, uh, emotionally very, very good friends. And I have been able to work through a few things that previously w- would have been quite triggering or open up a lot of uh, emotional floodgates. And I've been able to explore that through kink in a very consensual and well-considered way. However, that is absolutely not my go-to and definitely requires uh, a lot of responsibility on my end for being able to look after myself during and after a scene, uh, but also a lot of responsibility on the other person's end. And that is not a space that I want to put people in because my friends are not trained therapists. They are not (laughs) equipped to deal with that kind of emotion. And whilst it can be very cathartic, I absolutely do not recommend putting that level of responsibility on anybody it's uh, very that is not qualified. I yeah. think just maybe some myth busting is good here because I think Ooh, outside yeah. of the kink community, there's a big, um, like a lot of media, like TV shows and movies that have kink as a focus, really hone in on the like trauma and kink link. Um like you have to have had a weird or bad childhood to be kinky and like that's just not true at all yes like I definitely agree (laughs) um and I don't think I see very much of that being talked out talked about outside of the kink scene um yes and like you if you're like messed up in the head uh air quotes around that um then you like must be a bottom or something also there's a sort of like line of thinking that you see I think with a lot of people who are new to kink who think that you should try to make your scenes like improve you as a person in some way and like sometimes that can happen but I don't think that it should be the goal I think that's really dangerous territory I think also in mainstream media, it's often almost romanticized this yeah. kind of one person was, I don't know, for example, abused as a child. And then they find this dominant person who sort of then continues to abuse them, but under the guise of it being BDSM. And I'm I'm yeah. thinking obviously kind of Fifty Shades of Grey and other things along that line here. Yeah. Um, and then the mainstream media kind of promotes this as a very romantic idea and it's really wonderful and you should definitely get into kink and it it really highlights that this kind of relationship between trauma and abusive relationships and it's it's icky it's not at all for me (laughs) no no absolutely not 
And I think when I first joined the scene, like I did sort of lean into that a little bit. I was a bit guilty of that. And um, if anything, it messed me up more. Like it was, it's a poor idea. And I don't think that it is right for many people, to be honest. That's the tea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would suggest if you have trauma and things that you want to work on, maybe do that in therapy. If you want to have a, a great fun time in a consensual setting and do things that you're curious and feel excited about, then do that in a kink setting with people that you trust. That would yeah. be my recommendation. <laughs> and like, it's cool to you, like kink can absolutely be therapeutic and cathartic, like you said, but it is not a replacement for therapy. It never should be. Um, yeah, absolutely. go alongside it. Which is easier said than done. Like therapy is not an easy thing to obtain or to do, but neither's kink. So, <laughs> yeah, I think you made a really good distinction there. So I think uh, there's a very big distinction for me between therapy and something that is therapeutic. Yes, and I think those two become enmeshed a lot of the time. Yeah, um, but they can very definitely be different things, uh, and one. The therapy needs to be done with somebody that is a trained professional and things that feel therapeutic could be absolutely anything from walking your dog to hanging out with friends to doing a kink scene. Yeah. And I think it's really important to make that distinction when talking about kink and trauma, um, because it can be really easy to overlook. Like a lot of people don't think that hard about it. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think the word trigger has become quite a, a popular buzzword at the moment I think it is very you kind of see it all over social media and people talking about being triggered by this and that and the other and it makes a big assumption that people know what a the word trigger means and b that everybody should know what their triggers are now right I for Let's me my <laughs> honest, yeah <laughs> my understanding of the term is that if you have experienced any level of trauma in your life that might be something severe and that causes long-lasting PTSD or it might be something smaller that you don't think impacts you too much on a daily basis however something can come up whether that's something that you read something that you experience something that you see and it automatically reminds you of that situation and either mentally or physically puts you in a bit of a state of shock or uh, reliving the moment or any kind of very negative feeling associated to that original trauma that is how I would explain what a trigger is would you agree do you have a different view on what that word means uh I think that's pretty great to be honest um just checking in case my brain feeds me something extra different <laughs> um yeah I think just like anything it's pretty much anything that gives you that kind of like sense of reminding yeah, I think your definition was fine. <laughs> um, I think like when people say trauma, like they think that you have to have been like in a war or something for it to count as trauma. But like it doesn't have to be some kind of like enormous recognized situation. Like it can be those things, but it can also be like if you were in a car accident, even if it wasn't terribly serious, or if someone close to you has died at some point, like those things can be 
triggers as well. Um, and it's not always like normal, obvious, noticeable things. Like some people have triggers around certain words or music or smells even. So it can be really vast in terms of how it manifests. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from around the globe introduce you to more than 460 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 5,000 reviews online right now and you can join us from only $7.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. So use the promo code podcast when buying a three, six or 12 month membership and we'll give you an extra 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code so you can keep using it each time you renew your membership. Please note this is not applicable to the monthly membership. So, after listening to the rest of this podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. I think when people think of the word trauma, like you say, people think of the really extreme ends of the scale. So going to war and uh, this kind of thing. But it yeah it really can be a whole variety of things and it might not be something that you immediately at the time recognize to be traumatic but perhaps later in life something comes up like you say a sound a smell a word and your body goes into this kind of very panicked state of being and it makes you feel very uncomfortable yeah um so linking that to kink um for me I doesn't know it I'm Sorry. <laughs> um, so I am getting. <laughs> it's okay. It's over now. I've, I've stopped. So I'm getting a little bit better about talking about my own trauma in a public sphere. Um, I don't want to go into it too much because, you know, that's not fun and that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> However, I am aware <laughs> that for me, um, a lot of terminology that is often used within age play makes me feel very uncomfortable about my own past experiences. Um, mm-hmm. I also don't like things like needles. The sight of needles makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, th- there's That's a lot of small natural. things like that. And so I think so. But just, you know, a different example. Yeah. Um, and I think that through being on the kink scene for, I don't know, 10 plus years, I've definitely come across so many of these things that now I'm very aware of what it is that might make me feel those uncomfortable uh, feelings. Mm-hmm. So now I already know from the beginning, age play, not my thing. I don't even need to try it. I know now that it's not for me. So that for me, I know is is a trigger, which I wanted to go on to talking about uh, negotiation. Mm-hmm. And just because me and Willow are into very different things and Willow is into things that I am not into, that doesn't mean that we are incompatible altogether and that we can't have a wonderful, fun time together. Yeah. Um, but I think the the safest way of making sure that that happens is before any kind of play session starts to have what is often referred to as a negotiation. I can't say that I am fond of the word 
because negotiation to me sounds a little bit like uh, lines can be pushed and it's a bit of a back and forth. And I don't at all at any point want to push Willow into doing things that she <laughs> might not be comfortable with. Yeah. But what I mean by that is that I want to talk and discuss very openly things that we both might want to do and also things that we both might not want to do. Now, I guess it's when we play together, down rather than negotiating up is maybe a better. Yes, definitely. There we go. I've actually never thought of it from that point of view. If you think of it like a business mm. negotiation, then yeah, it sounds dodgy. It's not like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Willow mentioned earlier that uh, the word bottom, and I think when me and Willow play together, often we play in a role of Willow being the bottom in the situation. Could you possibly explain what you mean by that term? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. I can. So um, I prefer to use the word top and bottom to describe the roles that people take during a scene. Um, the more uh, commonly known ones are probably submissive and dominant or sub and dom. So to translate them, a bottom is usually the submissive and a dominant is usually the top. Um, that can change, but I feel like that's a much more complicated topic than we have time for today. So that's probably, <laughs> we probably won't delve into the nuance of that too much right now um something that i'd like to just jump in and add if you don't mm -hmm. mind is that i think um the way that i see it we, maybe we see this very differently but That's i see out. top and dom as being similar but not the same and submissive yeah. and bottom as being similar but not the same for me that's the what i said usually but yeah <laughs> I just wanted to, to kind of add a little bit more clarification around it. Sure. Um, for me, the difference is in um, power and control. And I would expect, expect that the stereotype of a dominant person is going to be the person who has all the power, a lot of say, and really controls the whole scene. And mm -hmm. the submissive would give up a lot of their control to the dominant. In a scene where it is top and bottom, I would suggest that it is usually similar, that the person who is the top is more in control, but it seems a little bit less set in those ways and that there's a bit more room for um, those roles to kind of be a little bit more what you want them to be rather than anything particularly set out. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. I think maybe another way to look at it is the top is the person doing the thing, like giving out whatever is happening and the bottom is the person receiving or having that thing done to them that's maybe an easier mm. way of explaining it mm. it's so difficult because like you and I use these words all the time um 
like you said, you've been on the scene for like maybe 10-ish years. And I worked it out the other day. I think I've been on the scene for maybe seven <laughs> years. Yeah. Um, which is wild because neither of us look old enough, but we definitely are. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's definitely like language that we've learned a long time ago and have really ingrained into our minds. So trying to then like explain like trying to explain what the word bread means <laughs> that's how it feels to me <laughs> so yeah I want to steer away from making this entire episode just a long list of terminology because I do feel we could go <laughs> on forever uh, and I believe Bella, <laughs> I believe Bellatrix did a really great video um, a bit of an introduction to BDSM and the scene so if you want to check out her video um, it has a lot more information than we will have time to go into here but uh, with that said, I do want to quickly mention the word scene because we have used it quite a lot. And I also think there's two different definitions of the word scene that get used within the kink world. Uh, okay. For me, there are two versions. So there is the scene, such as the ah, community, right, yes. the kink world, the BDSM world, the, yeah, I guess the community would be a better word to use that. Mm -hmm. When I say I've been on the scene for 10 years, I mean, I've been going to events, I've been meeting people that are also kinky and been involved in the community for 10 years. Yeah. However, when I say that me and Willow are doing a scene together, that is unlikely to go on for 10 years. <laughs> and it means instead... God, I uh, <laughs> in the most polite way. It, instead, we are referring to the time in which we're going to play together. So that might be an hour, it might be a couple of hours, but the play scene is the yeah. duration of time that we are going to be playing together. Yeah, that, that type of scene is more like an actor scene in a film or something. Not that it's always like fake or whatever, but that's an easier comparison, I think, for that type of scene meaning. Does that make cool. sense to you? So I think that leads us on to... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, so to have a bit of uh, a distinguish between the two, I'll try and use the word community and the word scene to mean those two separate things. <laughs> so it's not too confusing for our listeners. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll okay. try and do the same. <laughs> so that leads us quite nicely on to uh, another thing that I would like to talk about, which is how to negotiate a scene. And I think it's quite important, uh, given that we are both people that are part of the community and also people that are... Um, I'm not quite sure how you refer to yourself. I refer to myself as being a sex worker because I make kink videos and I run, I have a, an OnlyFans page and I have a ManyVids page and I kind of make kink videos as well as being a model and reviewer. I feel the same way, yeah. I think it's quite an important distinction that when we are negotiating for a photo shoot or video shoot, we negotiate quite differently than if we were negotiating for a personal either public or private play scene. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and I think it helps as well that you and I would play together for our own private reasons, like long before we started working together. Like we've been friends for a really yes. long time. Yeah. So if we first start talking about negotiating for a either photo or video shoot or some kind of professional work... Mm -hmm. um, and then we can talk, go on to talking about more private things. Mm -hmm. 
so things that I would really include when I am arranging a photo shoot or a video shoot or even if I'm just shooting with friends but it is content that I'm going to put out onto the internet there are a few things that I would really like to make clear before we begin any kind of um, filming and for me those kind of things are whether the person is okay with being marked on their skin so whether that is um, things like uh, a light redness or rope marks that might fade within 24 hours or so through to more heavy things like bruising or anything that could potentially break the skin even if that's not what I'm going for yeah there could be a possibility and so I really want to check those kind of things because especially if someone is for example a nude model like both me and Willow uh, do nude modeling it can be really damaging to our other work if we were to turn up covered <laughs> in bruises or marks or things like this yeah so that is a really important thing that I would want to clarify and also set expectations around so for example if I'm going to do a professional spanking shoot uh, if I am the top in that situation I would want to make it very clear to the person that is being spanked perhaps the bottom which is mm-hmm. quite a funny uh, crossover in terminology <laughs> um I would want to make it very clear to them that they should expect well in advance of them consenting to doing the shoot that they are highly likely to be marked after the shoot. Yes. Um, Which also means that the negotiation for a professional shoot often starts way earlier than it would for a personal play session. Not always, but quite often. Yeah. uh, Because it might require a lot of other work planning around this particular type of um, Shoot. yeah I mean we've both Other done things that I think... shoots before and like the amount of time that you have to spend before the shoot just being like don't mark me I must have a clear bum <laughs> so that we can be spanked on a clear bum <laughs> it's very stressful yes. really yeah. especially as a masochist like I don't want to have a clear unmarked bottom that's not for me <laughs> <laughs> So I believe that we could talk for hours and hours and hours, uh, but we have run out of time today, I'm afraid, Willow. So we will be continuing our chat on all things kink, uh, negotiation, filming, personal play, all that kind of fun stuff uh, again on our next episode. So please do come back and join us for part two of uh scarlet secrets uh i'm very much looking forward to continuing this conversation with you and see you again soon (laughs) thank you all for joining us on laundry lowdown the podcast thank you thanks for joining us on lingerie lowdown the podcast Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get an extra 10% off a three, six or 12 month membership today.